Hi, my name is Gina, and welcome to Letters to My Daughter's Podcast. If you're new, I just want to take a second to welcome you, and if you're a returning listener, I want to thank you for coming back. I'm so excited for this week as we get ready to finish Season 1. I have some exciting announcements I will share with you at the end of today's episode, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy! I used to have a saying that I would use when I was angry. I would say to my mom, I am who I am in spite of how you raised me. This saying has been floating around in my head lately. I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I want to ask you again because I think if you get too used to the feeling, you can get stuck in it. Do you ever feel like you are barely scraping by, rushing from one thing to the next, just making ends meet? You're hustling, but you never feel rested or like there's time for a break. You're surviving, but you aren't thriving. And during those moments of weakness, when you're in your own head, do you tell yourself you have to push a little harder so that you can overcome? Do you tell other people that you are self-made, that you rose above your past and your circumstances and made yourself who you are today? If you said yes to any of those questions, you have a sister in me. But here's the deal. You were not created so that you could be self-made. The world wants us to believe that people have to hustle, have to have a certain look, have to drive a certain car. The world and the enemy wants us to run on vapors so that we only have leftovers to give our loved ones, so that we only have leftovers to give God. I want to remind you of something right now before I jump in further. In James 4.14, we are reminded of just how temporary our lives on earth are. Yet, you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Being a vapor means that you can't also run on vapor. Yesterday, I taught my oldest daughter how to use a lawnmower. It was honestly really funny because we had the blade set too high and did one whole loop around the front yard before we realized we cut literally no grass. But then, the lawnmower just shut off. It ran out of gas, and my daughter asked me if she was allowed to refill the tank. My husband swooped in, adjusted the blade, refilled the tank, and off she went, mowing in wavy lines, leaving little grass mohawks in her wake. I'm telling you this story because my lawnmower wouldn't run on vapor and neither can you. I'm telling you this because your humanness 
makes you like gasoline vapor. Your sinful nature smells terrible and there's not enough fuel to accomplish anything. All of the struggling and suffering you are doing is leading you to believe that somehow, someday, what you've worked for is going to be enough and you will achieve some goal that is really nothing more than smoke and mirrors, just a vapor. And this isn't to say that being vaporous is a bad thing. If you understand how to use it, you can permeate things you didn't know you could, like relationships and hard hearts and problems. But you have to know how to find the right fuel to sustain yourself before you can accomplish anything. And this leads me to the great question of today's episode. Are you self-made or are you created? In Genesis, we learn that we are indeed created. But short of the creation of some mythical sounding man and his rib begotten wife, how do we know that we are created? And what were we created for? If you have ever painted a picture or baked a cake or gave birth to a baby or built a swing set or carved a statue or rebuilt an old car, then you have an idea of the joy that comes when one creates. I can't help but smile when I see beauty in nature, in my butterfly garden out back, in the vastness of the Grand Canyon, in the grandness of a redwood tree. Sometimes I picture God with a big grin on his face, cradling a flower or a bird in his hand, marveling at the thing he created. When I gave birth to my babies and they lay on my chest for the first time, I was bursting with love and adoration and joy and protectiveness for the child I had given birth to. In Genesis, all of the days of creation are followed by God's acknowledgement that what he created was good. There's a quote by G.K. Chesterton that I want to share with you. It has really impacted how I view creation. Because children have abounding vitality, because they are in spirit, fierce and free, therefore they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again, and the grown-up person does it again until he is nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony, but perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy, for we have sinned and grown old, and our father is younger than we. Based on this quote, God did not just create everything in six days and call it quits. God is continually creating. Based on this quote, you were an individual act of creation, 
breathed into existence because God knew that your creation was good. But the biblical evidence for this is seen in Genesis 1.31. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. In Psalm 139.14, we are told that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That same psalm goes on to say, Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. What if you were created for a purpose, but your own efforts to create yourself diminished that purpose? What if your attempts at forcing a square peg into a round hole are muting your God-given gifts, talents, and abilities? I'm not trying to say that you can't or should not hustle. I'm not saying it's wrong to be hungry for success. But what if you took your eyes off the prize and instead fixed them on Jesus? What if that elusive goal that you have the one day, the someday no longer mattered? Do you trust God enough to believe that he will provide? Do you trust God enough to let it go? You see, being created doesn't mean you sit on autopilot, coasting on whatever vapors you have left in your tank. It means tapping into the power that raised Jesus from the dead, heals the sick, the power that saves. It means being a steward of the gifts, talents, and abilities that God has given you. Human beings are constantly creating. We have people on social networks that literally call themselves creators. We are, believe it or not, imitating God when we create. In the book of Ecclesiastes 1, we are told, There is nothing new under the sun. Somehow, over the span of all human existence, we have taken it upon ourselves to copy God through creation. The beauty in that imitation is found in the pureness of creativity and self-expression, but the imperfections are visible to us in the forms of abuse and control, flawed final products, and toxic comparison. It's amazing to me that God, a being so incomprehensibly perfect, created me, a human that is so flawed. The best part is that I am made in his image, so it shouldn't be this hard. We are like little children, cycling through the lessons of our parents, except this is the ultimate lesson. Being created makes being self-made pointless and redundant. It does not diminish your trials, it enhances them. Acknowledging that God formed you, placed you into a family where you acquired trauma and challenges, watched you stumble and fall over and over, watched you dirty your hands until they were not recognizable, gave his only son to die on a cross to save you, and then welcomed you home as though you were a prize is incredible. You aren't Play-Doh. You aren't self-made. You are creation. 
You are a glowing example of God's creativity and generosity. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and share. Exciting announcement! We are now live on social media, so you can connect with me at Letters to My Daughters Podcast. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Please feel welcome to share any questions or comments you have with me, and let me know if there are any situations in your life that you want covered in next season's letters. We have two episodes left in season one, and then we will be launching season two with new guest hosts and new letters. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. I'm praying for you, and I hope you have an awesome week.